Winona Forever is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head on over to cageclub.me. Hi, I'm Lindsay Gibb. And I'm Rekha Tulsaram. And this is Winona Forever. So this episode, we're looking at The Last Word from 2008, uh, another movie that I'd never heard of before, and I really, really had a hard time remembering the name of this. I had to look it up every time I had yeah. to remember. <laughs> it's not a memorable name. No. And there's another movie called The Last Word that came out in 2017, yeah. which yeah. I found in my search to find this movie yes uh, that was the other thing i think i had to type in 2008 all the time to try like, and... shirley mcclain is in this <laughs> interesting right uh i never really looked at what the 2017 one was about no i don't know I just know shirley mcclain was in it because it just showed me like the cover of it and i right. had shirley mcclain's name i was like where's winona's name <laughs> well uh, once I read the description of this movie, it made it a little easier to remember the title. So basically, this is a movie where Winona is kind of the secondary character, and the main character is Wes Bentley, mm-hmm. who's, he's like the plastic bag filmographer in yeah, American Yeah, I feel like Beauty. it's a continuation of that role. <laughs> I mean, he, I think that's his thing, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the same he's a dark character, brooding dark, guy. Yeah. 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 At least during, I don't know, his... 20s 30s i don't know i don't know how old he is now um so uh, did you i read up about him oh and well it was in the trivia on imdb for this movie but this guy wes bentley was like addicted to heroin and cocaine for 10 years and like during during this career during this time and he only took films to pay for his habit habit oh boy and this was one of them whoa yeah, this was one of the ones that this like one of the kept ones. his habit up. Yeah, I mean maybe that also explains his kind of lethargicness in the style whole film. of acting. Yeah, because he does seem sedated most of the time. He's born in '78, so he's 40. Okay, Chris's age. There Sorry, you go. Chris. I just <laughs> outing Chris. No, we've <laughs> we've discussed our ages <laughs> before. It's all right. Uh, so there. Well, that's interesting. Not a fact I knew. No, yeah, I read that today. I think oh, dark. Yeah, some dark. Uh, I was like, start huh. to this episode twist. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also, I guess, a dark theme to this story. Yeah. So the whole thing is this: that Wes, whose name in the movie is Evan, he is a writer who sort of fell into or weirdly ended up becoming a suicide note writer Mm -hmm. so he writes notes for other people who want to die um and so yeah he just meets with them at cafes and Mm. has a whole process where he uh asks them stuff about themselves and gets them to keep a journal so that it can be like in their voice or something yeah and then he like has all these like literary quotes and stuff like that in it and he that's all he does during the movie is quote um, yeah, yeah, famous authors, authors yeah. exactly. 
and then he meets Winona because her brother died by suicide and he his suicide note was written by Evan. And Evan, I guess, also goes to the funerals and takes notes at them. I'm not entirely sure why. Yeah, like he's critiquing his own uh, note, it looked like. Oh, yes. I remember to he see wrote, the reaction yeah, to it. He wrote down like too pretentious or something in one of his right. notes. Um, Which, like, do, I don't know. Would people read that at the funeral every time? Like, it seemed like that was his thing. Like, I, I mean, know they always read it, so I'm going to go and take yeah. notes. It's like, that's a weird thing. Too. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, yeah, he meets her at the funeral and then she takes a interest in him and starts contacting him and they start a relationship. And that is basically. Yeah, but he lies to her. Yeah. Because he says that, you know, he knows her. He knew her brother from school. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that she he'd heard of her through him and her name was Charlotte and his mother's name was Charlotte. Right. Her that- name is Charlotte and also uh, also in um, Mermaids. Yes, I knew her name was Charlotte and something else, but I forgot to look up what it was. So it occurred to me after I'm like Charlotte Flax. Yeah, no, this is not the same Charlotte. Do they indicate what her last name is at any point, or is she just straight up Charlotte? Charlotte. Um, Yep, just Charlotte. Everybody's just a first name. Yeah. In this, Uh, yeah, her brother's name is Matthew. You don't ever really meet him. He's already dead i think at the beginning of this movie mm-hmm. and uh but you see pictures of him so there's a whole thing with a, a picture that uh evan has of uh charlotte and her brother together and he's like carrying it around i think it's part of his file like he yeah. has files on everybody but once he starts dating her and getting into her falling in love with her whatever's happening exactly taking the picture out and- yeah carrying it around which is stupid yeah. don't do that it's you're gonna <laughs> Um, risky business there yeah totally and to me this movie was just a big stressful lie to watch for like an hour and a half (laughs) like it was just clearly not gonna go well it can't it cannot you cannot say I don't know. A bun- make up a bunch of things about what you, about what you do, and then, and then have a successful <laughs> relationship. Like, and, and just keeps lying and lying, and he gets caught in his lie, and then makes a new lie. Makes a new lie. Like he gets caught like at a family dinner. Yeah, because they're the her somebody like one of the relatives, you know, boyfriends oh, yeah. went to Cornell yeah. and was like, oh, what you know, what residence did you stay in? He starts listing all the residents and he didn't list like actual residents. And the guy's yeah, like, oh, this one. Yeah. Yeah. He gets so he, caught. He gets caught in his lie. And then he lies some more. And he says he met him on a bus. Yeah. And they exchanged, I don't know, he gave him bus fare for the picture of like yeah. Winona and the brother. And she's all like, why would you want this random picture of people you don't know? I don't know. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you're right. He would. <laughs> because that's, not that's a, a big lie. Yeah. Another lie. Another lie. And then there's a whole side story with Ray with Romano. Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was fine. I, yeah, I think you Ray, know, you're Ray, right. Everything Ray Romano did was hilarious like he was you're totally really right. funny you're totally right i didn't that was like the saving grace of this his jokes were really funny did you write down some when when um oh whatever evan is talking about how he he says something about how he met a guy and trained the first time he got the job and the guy was telling oh, the, how he started how he started the letters and then the, his letter got printed in the atlantic monthly or something right 
And then the first thing that Ray Romano says is, I've never taken a train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> he's never even had that opportunity. But anyway, everything he did was really funny. Yeah. And he was just good. Like, he just seemed like real, a real character yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Like a real movie character. Like, it was just like... He was, was more interesting. His job than was else. like he had to write the on hold so- music. music, which once he said that, like he okay, so he said to this West Bentley guy to Evan, he said to him, "Hey, come meet me at my work." And he's like, "Oh, I don't really like going to like private places mm-hmm. or whatever with people." But then he goes and it's his studio, yeah. which I'm like, "Oh, what does he do?" He yeah, he's a composer and he's like conducting an orchestra or whatever, which he then. He said something to a violinist or something that was kind of funny too. But oh, I don't he did what it was. Funny. <laughs> so out of the trumpet, like you're not playing. I don't oh know. yeah, it was the trumpet because I think the violinist thing he actually said was kind of racist, and I didn't write it down. It was like, you're you're <laughs> not like, playing a trumpet; you're was playing uh, something else or something. I don't know. It was really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Most of his stuff was funny, but I guess like he was just unhappy with it like i don't think he was had any like fatal illness he was just gonna kill no himself. because yeah so that was one thing that evan said that uh winona's brother now mind you he's making up all these lies so to her so is, is this true or not we don't know but he said that he had pancreatic cancer or something and mm-hmm. he killed he wanted to die because he didn't want to burden his family and was kind of distant from his family anyway yeah and he didn't have any friends so he got this guy to write this letter and then yeah uh, the one thing I was going to say about Abel, which is Ray Romano's character, is that when he went, when Evan went to meet him at the studio, you could hear the music playing. And then afterwards, when he said, like, I write on hold music, I was like, yeah, that's absolutely what that music was that was oh. playing. It's like, <laughs> sounds exactly like that type it's of music. So, yeah, that was kind of an interesting part, I guess, having creating a character that has that kind of job. <laughs> and his character and his character is really funny and like quirky. He's just like, yo, you want to go fly a helicopter? And suddenly they're just like flying like a toy, like a helico- toy helicopter. A helicopter. You think they're going to be in a helicopter. Right. And then uh, Romano says like what he wants to do if he's not a composer or whatever. Right. And he wants to like buy a cliff and oh charge people so they can drop their shit off of it like yeah the stuff and then blow it up yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like fax machines or printers or right. you know cars or whatever you want <laughs> exactly and he was like mm, i don't know he didn't seem super impressed with that idea um but <laughs> but uh so what was i gonna say uh Ray Romano. Oh, yeah. Ray Romano also had, yeah, he was like the most quirky character because he was like, let's go have fun. And they go to a zoo. And then Ray Romano starts sneaking up on babies oh, yeah. <laughs> and scaring them till they cried. And then Evans he like, says, "What is stress wrong with you?" And he's like, like "It do doesn't it. hurt them. Recharges they don't remember." You. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's that's what he wants to do like the whole day spend the day like i guess scaring scaring babies babies. making horrible faces of the babies until they cry yep (laughs) so that part was funny yeah that character yeah and that's kind of like i think that character was supposed supposed to get this main like evan character out of his like shell 
Yeah, because you know, he seemed like he had a pretty solitary life. Yeah. Like he did everything by himself and just had the meetings with people. Yeah, and these two seemed to like Abel and this Evan guy seemed to help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was this Winona side story, which she was more of the side story in a way. Yeah. You know, because she wasn't, the, I mean, her character wasn't very interesting or had much depth or personality. She was just some guy who, some girl who was like strangely after this, you know, this creepy <laughs> guy, loner guy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? Why like, was she intrigued she by him? She kept calling him and like. I think she was intrigued because it was somebody who knew her brother. Yeah. So that was his big mistake. I mean, I guess in the end he ended up liking her. So maybe it wasn't a mistake that he like pretended like he knew him or whatever. But I mean, it was obviously a mistake because it led to a lot of Mm -hmm. lies. Circle of lies. Circle of lies. Um, Yeah. Winona's character wasn't particularly interesting. I was trying to think about why she would choose it because I think that's the only thing that we can think about right now. I was also wondering why she would choose it. I don't know. I Um, think that like at some point, I don't know if somebody used this word. I think somebody did. They described her character as free spirited. I don't know if it was in the movie or if I read somewhere that her character mm. was described as free spirited, but like, I just wonder if that was like the kind of thing that drew her to rolls around this time. Like, I feel like potentially, and this was many years before this, but like when she did Autumn in New York, I feel like that was a free spirited character. Like maybe she's just trying to be these women that she thinks are interesting characters. But like you said before, like in our last episode, I think like there's not a lot of good choices out there. Maybe Maybe she was just like, you know, I got to pay some bills and this is all I got. So fine. I'll just do it, you know? Yeah. Um, but she had some lines that are like Winona-esque. Like, uh, I think she says, she's talking to this guy and she's like, who's really from anywhere these days? And I think in Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael, she says, you know, uh, you know, who 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 knows anyone these days or who wants to or something like that. It was one of those like lines, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like... This is like a, I think she says this because of the Catch of the Rye, but, you know, they're looking, they're at the park and she's like, oh, there's an old carousel. I love old carousels. And I was like, that is a, that's a Holden Caulfield thing. Uh, Straight up. Guaranteed. Who says I love old carousels? (laughs) Uh, Amazing. Um, I noticed that there was, I guess because it was 2008, this movie came out, uh, there were no cell phones Oh yeah, because uh, there was like uh, he Ray Romano <laughs> and and the guy were sitting together, and Evan was like, "Okay, I have this author. He's really famous," and the guy's like, "I I, I don't want to use this obscure author. I don't want people to think I'm a pretentious, you know." In in my note, and the guy's like, "He's not obscure. He's really, you know, I'll send you his bibli- bibliography," and then you know Ray was like. Oh, when can you do that? He's like, tomorrow. I'm like, couldn't you just do it right now on your phone? Like, <laughs> no. just forward that over, or just send him a link or something. But yeah, uh, yeah that was uh, yeah. Well, he also up. seemed like someone. I mean, first of all, he had a home phone. Yes, he did a landline, landline. and he h- thought it was unlisted. But then he started getting calls from both of them. So clearly, yes, it was like either he was at one time unlisted, but I think more so it was like he just had no friends before. So nobody was ever looking for him. Nobody was ever calling yeah. him. And that's what these these two actually calling him all the time showed that like his life was changing. Yeah. He had to get an answering machine. Yeah. 
Uh, that was his his big technology, I guess. I mean, he had a computer and mm-hmm. everything, but he didn't have a car, so he was living in L.A. without a car, which Winona was like, what the heck? Oh, also, Winona driving people around mm-hmm. again because she was driving him around. That's true. <laughs> she always to gets to be the driver. It's true. And she also was drunk driving in this, which was oh, not cool. Oh, when was she doing that? Did she they take went him out, out Remember the they went to the club and she was totally drunk. She right. had, I don't know how many Jamesons or whatever. That's true. And, uh, and, and then, then at the end, she's home. driving. Oh, I forgot about that. I mean, she seems sober at the end, but like, how did how did she? Uh, yeah, where did exactly? The, I don't know. Uh, when they went to that club, she said to him, "Do you want to go to a club?" And he said, "No, I'm not particularly funky." Oh, <laughs> that was his line, and cool, I was cool, just cool, like, cool. "Really? What? What? Funky? <laughs> funky? That's not you a have thing. to be funky to go to a club? I don't quite." And then she was like, "I don't know." She said something like, "Oh, I thought you were funky or something." And I just kept saying, "Funky." <laughs> oh boy. Um, and then uh, there was one scene where like, he's talking about how he, you know, he grew up in an abusive family. Him and his mom were on the run yeah. for all this time when he was five. Blah blah blah. And Winona says, "I drank." A bottle of Pepto when I was a kid, and it because it tasted like strawberry milkshake, or I thought it would taste like strawberry milkshake. I'm like, what is that writing? What is that like? Why would she say that? Like, yeah, that's weird. I was like, oh dear, it was so awkward and weird. Yeah, like, that's not comfortable. Like, I don't. I I kind of zoned out at that part because there was a part later where they were watching Winona and somebody else were watching a movie, and it was like it was the movie of his life or something. Do you uh, remember this? No. See? <laughs> I, I completely, this movie that was slightly <laughs> boring. So I definitely was like doing other things while watching it. And um, yeah, they had that conversation about mm-hmm. his childhood. And I feel like there must have been something in there where he said that like it was somehow written about or like oh, something. Right. He did say that. He said uh, they made a, like a lifetime Movie, movie about, about his yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, so Winona, like, he came home. Did he come home? He came to Winona's. I don't know. There was he, a lot of back and forth. He came forth somewhere. With them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was with somebody else. Who would she have been with? Who oh, else there was, was in this movie? <laughs> oh, the, the girl, the 10 year old or 13 or whatever, yeah. the girl that w- was like her goddaughter or like yes. her mom's goddaughter from or Guatemala, something. Guatemala, yes. Yeah, there you go. Her parents, her parents were in Guatemala. Parents were in because Guatemala. God told them to. Yes. That, right. So her, those two are watching. Oh, right. And then she found it like in a video. So it was like a VHS, I think. And oh. he was like saying, oh. And that was after she'd seen him at like uh, one of the restaurants talking to one of his clients. Oh, and so then right. she thought, well, again, he was lying because he said he was at a conference that day. Because, of course, when this is your job, unless you're going to tell her that you have a job where you would do all the things of your job, but not her not know what the job is yeah. then you're just lying even more yeah, so she, he's, he's like i'm a at a conference all day he's yeah like, all that stuff he lied so much he said he was writing some screenplay and then he and she was like wanted him to meet the screenwriter she knew and he ended up knowing the guy because the guy wanted him to write him a note yeah <laughs> one of his clients yeah and then that guy bribed him. He yeah. said, like, basically, I won't tell her if you give me a thousand bucks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole th- Yeah. It, it just, he kept digging that hole. 
Okay, so one quirky thing about these two um, is, or like, I guess about Wes, is that he has like a lounge on the roof of his building that he lives in. Mm-hmm. And there's like, I don't know, does he have like a recliner chair, some kind of chair and yeah, like a and table a with a lamp? And there was one point when he's up there reading. This is such a nitpicky thing, but he's like, it was at the <laughs> beginning of the movie. He was up there reading and he had the lamp on, but like he was reading like over here, the it lamp was like, it wasn't lighting his book uh, in any way. And I was like, what? He's not really what? reading. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you couldn't read that book up there. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, it was just a silly thing. Like he's got this roof. Thing. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that could be annoying. I didn't notice. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's one of the only notes I made, <laughs> uh, except for the funky thing. Also, the when they go to the club and she starts dancing, immediately she's like mobbed by guys. Guys just all turn around and start like dancing up yeah. on her, and I'm like, ew, this is an uncomfortable scene. Yeah. And he's just kind of like getting pushed away and is kind of like what am i doing here and and she's just like drunk and into it it's just like what is even happening yeah that wasn't nice no there was a lot of things that were either just unpleasant or uh boring (laughs) in (laughs) this but you're right ray romano was surprisingly the interesting part of the movie yeah i liked ray romano in parenthood it was the tv show oh okay um I feel like I've seen. I another never movie really that watched good Everybody Loves Raymond. Me neither. Yes, that's what it's called. I think I saw the odd episode and was not into it. Oh, he was in oh, the big wow. But in Parenthood, uh, he was really, really great. He played um, Lorelai from Gilmore Girls's love interest. Oh, I thought her real. Bo- like life boyfriend was her love interest in that no do you know her no that's life? that's her oh that's her, brother. her brother that's right her Ew. brother in the Ew. show is her, i know that's it's so yuck yuck it's weird Anyways. well then and her brother <laughs> was nate in six feet under her the like the guy on the show yeah, oh, the yeah i've been watching yeah. uh, six feet under recently wow oh Wow, that's right. That's a good series to rewatch. I I have never seen it. So I'm like watching it for the first time, but very slowly. I'm still like maybe in the first season and I have been for a couple years. (laughs) But I gotta (laughs) gotta keep going. Yes, yes. It gets good. I'm sure. The hardest thing for me was watching like a death each episode. Oh, right. Yeah. Because I knew it was going to happen, and I was yeah. just like, mm. in that first scene, you yeah, know, like because scene. it's a bunch of people you've never seen before. Yeah. So you're like, these are the people, one of them's going to die. Yeah, and I just hate watching the, like, it's just awful. Yeah, so just, sometimes it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. There's one, there's, there's a couple of them that I'll never forget. Oh, yeah. There was the one, the one that I have seen. Hey, sorry, we're just going to spoil a little bit under. of Six Feet Under right now. <laughs> so <laughs> step away for a moment. Um, uh, so maybe I'm in the second season. I'm not sure where I am, but the I don't Elevator? remember characters' names. But okay. the girl, like the da- daughter, the the sister mm-hmm. of the family, the guy she's the that she's kind of friends with from school, or who like he had a toe fetish, that like yeah. weird guy, the bro guy. Yeah, hit yeah. when his brother has a like plays with a gun that he found under his mom's bed and uh. actually kills himself. That was sad. His little brother. Yeah, when he was supposed to be watching him or whatever. Yes, yeah, that's right. That was a sad That's one. terrible. So, 
first or second season. Don't remember exactly when that happened, but but that daughter, she's the best. I can't. Yeah. I remember her character's name. Anyway. Yeah. She's I mean, good. There, I don't remember anybody's names, but you're right. Uh, Nate, I think, is his Nate's name on the, the show. Guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Cool. <laughs> Anyway, back to this movie. <laughs> That's more interesting than this movie. So we're going to go <laughs> off script. Um, the end of this movie is fine. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. It's silly. It's I'm a glad, silly end to a I'm glad, movie. like, Winona and him didn't end up together. And, like, yeah. That's spoiler alert. I'm. <laughs> You know, yeah, you know, that's she's it. like, what the hell? She's You're like, crazy. Yeah. You have a horrible job. She eventually kind of forgives him for being a horrible. She says you're a horrible boyfriend and you have the worst job, like creepiest job ever mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but, you know, like maybe in a year, contact me and I might not want to talk to you. <laughs> like That's yeah, basically what much she says. <laughs> so um, that was all right. That was good. So he leaves state and he is at a cliff. Working with Ray Romano. They bought yep. a cliff together. Also, at that point, you don't know if Ray Romano is alive or not. Because he followed oh, Ray Romano right. to his like, suicide so you think plan. He's, yeah. I pretty I would thought he was dead. Um, and I thought he was just going to carry on the cliff legend without him. But the, right. he was there. He was there blowing the stuff up, I mm-hmm. think. I don't remember what he was controlling. Oh, he was controlling the video camera that That's filmed right. he was filming. it for the person. Yes. <laughs> Um, but they had walkie-talkies. It looked like a real operation. Yep, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it seemed professional. So um, they were the real romance, you know. Yeah, that's true. They they stuck it out and obviously moved to a whole other state together, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Started up a business together. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, he's got a new job now that isn't as creepy as his old job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Though I don't know, like, is there? When he was talking to Winona, because, you know, of course, her response was, like, you should be stopping people from doing this. And he's like, is that really my job? Is that really my role to do that? Like, who am I to do that type thing? And I'm like, maybe that's true. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. especially in the case of her brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Your face is saying it all. You're like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, it was just like, you know, oh, you're going to kill yourself? Cool. I'll help you do that. Like, I'm going to help you yeah. write that note. And yeah. And like, that's the approach. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. He very much took a yeah. hands off approach. Yeah. Like, you've made your decision. It's not yeah. my place to tell you what uh, to do. I'll just help you yeah. get there. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, <sighs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, what's next? Oh, great question. <laughs> Good question. Uh, the next movie is The Informers, which, again, movie I've never heard of. The cover of it just takes me back to Simone. <laughs> Informers? Well, because it looks like a robot lady. Do you know anything about Informers? The Informers. Do you, are you familiar with it? I only know about Snow. Great. Uh, oh, she's not even in the top build Winona. cast, so that's cool. <laughs> oh no! I wonder if this is in order of like the when informers. you see them because oh, it's Billy a Brett Bob Easton Ellis. Thornton. Oh shoot! Oh dear. Well, that'll be an interesting conversation. Good old douchebag Brett Easton yep. Ellis. 
<laughs> I haven't read this. I've actually read wrote the quite a lot of Brett Easton Ellis. Oh. I think he's a douchebag also, but okay, okay, I okay. have enjoyed his books. But if is this just <gasps> is this This was the last book? feature film for actor Brad Renfro. <gasps> Whoa. Um there's some significance to this next one. It's based on the informers, yes. By Brett Easton. So he wrote like it's a book that he wrote that then he wrote the screenplay also yeah. for. It's not like he just wrote the screenplay. No. Cool. He wrote a book, he wrote a screenplay with somebody else. So he probably just kinda Yeah. <laughs> gave notes yeah. on whether it was accurate to his book. Well, interesting. Yes. Well, Mickey Rourke is in this, Kim Bassinger, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob. Whoa, whoa, Amber Heard. Chris Isaac. Chris Isaac. Reese if fans or however you say his last name. I like him. Was he in another Winona? I feel like we've seen him already. Mm, we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> we'll figure that all out by next two weeks from now. Cool. Well, that, I don't know. Every time we read up on a movie that we've never watched, I'm like, hey, that one seems promising. <laughs> and then when we watch it, we come back and we're like, Whoops. nope. So we'll see if this one's promising. Or yeah, not. I guess what, what the last word, I was like, what is it called again? <laughs> yes, it's impossible to remember. It was released at Sundance right. in 2008. And then it went straight to DVD in 2009. 2009. And I saw it. I never actually watched it until yesterday, but I saw it on, it was on Netflix. At one time. At one time. They took it off. (laughs) And that is the last word. Indeed. Cool. All right. Come back for the informers. Okay. Bye. Bye. Winona Forever is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. Episodes produced by Chris Landry. Music by No Refunds. Hosted by Lindsay Gibb and Rekha Tulsaram. Contact Rekha and Lindsay at Winona at cageclub.me.